What is going on, everybody? This is episode 133 of Pop Culture Crisis. My name is Brett. I'm here with my co-host. Introduce yourself, please. Assalamu alaikum, crisis actors. It's Mary. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. That's excellent. We've got two guest hosts today. First, we have... Andrew. What's going on, guys? First time uh, being on, right? Indeed. So I'm the uh, game developer here at TimCast. If you've been watching our... Uh, series on Obi-Wan Kenobi, those reviews, you should check those out if you haven't, but you've seen me there, but this is my live debut, so excited to be here. Thank you so much, and we also have a special guest host today. Introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. Dave Font here, marketing man extraordinaire, and the patron saint of White Boy Summer. Yes, yes, indeedy. Yes, yeah. indeedy, you are. Happy to be here with Andrew, during his first time. And we got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. We are going to talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi, which will make Andrew very happy oh, yes. or, or very sad, My depending, uh, depending on, on, on who you ask. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Ezra Miller and the uh, problems that he is uh, causing for Warner Brothers and the effect that they're not going to be able to recast him. That's the main focus of this article. And then we are also going to talk about Harvey Weinstein, Amber Heard, and I want to make some connections there about what that means for the entertainment industry. So we're going to talk about that. We are going to talk about Pollock. We got a bunch of other stuff so if you three are ready to go we can just get right into it are we ready dane we're in it mary we're ready oh we're ready, ready. all right here we go so it says audience score plummets for obi-wan kenobi after third episode debut this didn't surprise me at all um i actually thought it would have happened sooner and uh we have to be um open and honest here i am a casual thank, thank you. you i am a casual uh Star Wars fan at best. I've uh, seen the originals, seen the prequels, suffered through the new trilogy. Uh, at best, I could say that, you know, I, I feel bad for the people that love it, uh, but have never considered myself a huge Star Wars fan. Mary had never actually seen anything Star Wars in her life Nothing. before before seeing this. Dane, what about you? Thank what you. What an angel. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have seen Star Wars, yeah. Uh, but any, any particular affinity for it? If you had to choose between Star Wars and Star Trek, which one do you pick? I'd, I'd pick like watching grass grow. <laughs> but, um, I think I think he might. I pick Star Trek. I pick Star Trek. Okay, it's just like the the series has been going down. Well, Star Trek is almost in worse shape than Star Wars right now. But uh, so they've got we've got like a varying level of perspectives here. But do you want to uh, tell everyone like in the Obi Wan Kenobi reviews that we've done? Does it surprise you that this happens so early into? Uh, the season. It doesn't surprise me. And I'm or also, you think it should have happened earlier in the, in the series? That part doesn't surprise me either because the same thing happened when the new trilogy came out. You know, Force Awakens had pretty good reviews all around and then it mm -hmm. seemed to plummet with each new movie afterwards. Yeah. So I went through the same thing where, you know, I saw episode seven and I was pretty not impressed by it. Yeah. That continued to happen as the new ones came out after it. So Rogue One we've was seen cool. this trend before. I think people try to give credit to Oh, well, you know, the first two episodes maybe weren't that strong, but let's give them time to see where it goes. Rogue yeah. One didn't bother me. Right. That uh, was a cool one. Rogue One didn't bother me. But it's also it's because it had so little uh, in the way of connection to the to the main trilogy. I mean, it did, but it's like, uh, and then um, Force Awakens was just such a generic ripoff of New Hope that uh, uh, it went that way. So it says, just, uh, so it says audience scores plummet for Obi-Wan Kenobi. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. Obi-Wan Kenobi show in episode three debut. So it says, despite what appears to be manufactured outrage regarding Obi-Wan Kenobi actress Moses Ingram, it's not hiding the, the Disney Star Wars series poor quality as audience scores for the show are nearing the last Jedi levels. That is significant because I believe uh, the last Jedi has like a 42% on Rotten Tomatoes with like a 91% critic score or something like that and that was like kind of for a lot of people the 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 kicking off point for a lot of like uh, how 
I guess what you would phrase as like geek culture became kind of synonymous with the culture war that we're experiencing or still going through as we speak. I've never been a huge, um, uh, oh, oh, Andrew's thing got mixed up. Thank you. We got the, thank you. <laughs> Hold oh, on, guys. Lydia. <laughs> Lydia's looking different lately. This is because we switched up and added uh, we added Lydia. people at the last minute. Uh, so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to do it this way. There's not even gonna be able to wait. Does somebody wanna uh, Mary, do you wanna talk for a minute here? I'm gonna try and fix this on the fly. Uh sure. I wanted to ask what Andrew thought of Rogue One. Um, I think it's a little bit boring and forgettable. It's kind of safe, right? Like there's nothing really wrong with it. But what I've asked people about it is before is name me one new character from that movie. And I'll, I'll open well, this up to you Well, I can't because I... That's fair. Have you seen Rogue One? I am not a fan. I, so I saw Rogue One and I can't. I can't do the exercise no for you. No can do it. I couldn't do it either. For me, uh, my biggest thing that really gets me against brands is like condescending pandering. And that first movie of the, the new trilogy was incredible with it. It was like <laughs> wild. Like I don't know, it was it just it was just it just felt like Fast and Furious type like fan fiction and like pleasing the crowd. Well, there's it's, nothing wrong with the Fast and the Furious. Let's be safe here. Let's be let's be real here for a I moment. Mean, All I'm saying is like <laughs> no so this. I'm is, alone in that. I no know comment. this is no like comment. a very historic and famous lore. Like like people love it because of like the special effects and how it revolutionized film. And now it's just you know. A template to insert whatever like the values are for the day. I don't know. It's kind of embarrassing that a franchise like that let itself go. But I mean, hey, it's Disney, right? So, so uh, in episode three, is there anything in particular uh, 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 that comments? We're going to get back to super chats here in a little bit. We're not going to we're not going to interrupt right now. Okay. Uh, but uh, is there anything in particular that you think uh, really caused that problem for Thanks. that episode like, that made episode three worse? I think people were really looking forward to the, you know, this meeting between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader because they kind of hyped this up in the trailers and in the second episode of the show, you see a, a brief shot yeah. of Darth Vader. Um, and I don't think it delivered. I don't think yeah. it delivered at all. No, it seemed like they, they tried to do it with the music. They tried to do it with like the, in episode three with like him uh, with the slow pace walking and the, I guess, what was that? Force choking uh, or in, in like all this, And it's, it's supposed to make it seem, make him seem more uh, uh, dangerous, but it just doesn't live up to the way it did in the, in the earlier films. I also do want to address what they're talking about, the manufactured outrage with Moses Ingram. Because the first thing that came to my mind when I actually sat and thought with it, I said, what about, Carl Weathers, what about uh, Billy D. Williams, like Lando? Like, people never had a problem before. They don't have a problem now. They just don't like that character. And it is, the comments she got were not something you should, you know, leave a comment to somebody saying. But I also just think it's weird to reach out and, you know, send a message to a celebrity anyways. I, th I think that's weird. So, uh, do, do you think this is one of those things where the manuf that's actually manufactured, or do you think that those are real comments and that they just ended up playing it up? I'm sure it's real. I'm sure it's a bit Thank you. Like, there definitely are those people who do that, and yep. you should not say stupid things like that. No, you shouldn't. But I think they like to use it as a way to cover up for the fact that her acting is not that great in the yeah. show. Not to say anything of her other work, but I mean, I, listen, I think it's the writing, and I think it's the it's the direction from the yeah. from from Deborah Chow, who's the director of the show. Uh, I I think if they had asked her to act with a little bit more intensity, or or choose between either being kind of somber, and that's not somber. It's more. It's like a, she has very soft eyes, and I was like, if you're going to kind of play silent, like she doesn't speak a ton. But when she does, like when she gives orders to the other members of the Inquisitors, like that was weird to me that they even listened to her. Yeah. Like, so it didn't really fall in. The, the character seems very confused. 
She's to supposed me. to have some kind of resolve in her voice and her movements that I found lacking. And, like you didn't um, hear it in the voice. Yeah, and then the scenes with Darth Vader, it, it was trying so hard to make him look menacing, and it yeah. just was laughable to me. Uh, was cool was to no hear suspense or fear in those scenes. Was cool to hear James Earl Jones' voice, though. Absolutely, that that part was awesome. Too. That was well done. Yeah. So, how do you, how do you fix the series? Oh wow! I think we need a lot of time. I don't know. It's go, go for okay. I think is there fixing it? If you could pick two, okay. Let's let's rephrase that. So if we're going to talk about just this series, so we're three episodes in. They've got three episodes to go, which means they have limited time. With that, you know, set with that's forty, eighty. That's like a hundred and twenty minutes of of actual screen footage. If we talk about about forty minutes an episode, maybe they go up to fifty. So we've got like about all two and a half hours, right? How do you, if you could pick two or three things that they absolutely need more than anything to fix it, what would they be? So people are not going to like this. I don't think Obi-Wan and Darth Vader should fight again. I don't think they should have fought in the first place. I agree. I think what needs to happen is Obi-Wan needs to realize that he is not capable anymore of handling this fight. And that's what drives him to train Luke. And do you think he already sort of knows is going to be the case? But I want to see that develop and play Do out. you think that would be a pretty common belief amongst the people? Like I said, this, if the series uh, keeps plummeting and the audience score keeps getting lower and lower, I think a lot of it has more to do with the bait and switch with Leia and Luke, uh, that it seems to be focused more on Obi-Wan and Leia than it is Obi-Wan and Luke. Uh, I think that plays a large role in it. But do you think that those, like, uh, what else besides them not meeting do you think that they would have to do? No, I think you're you're right with that point as well, and maybe we'll see that in the the latter three episodes. Like it could more become of more of Luke in sure, episode sure. four through six. So I'll I'll hold off on that for now. But so what else? I think that's about it. I mean, <clears throat> so your main thing is if they want to fix it, is to just not involve him in Vader anymore. I think so. From yeah. what I understand, um, just based on what you said, they're doing a lot of things that aren't outright contradictory, but still muddle the original story and give it less meaning right and also it's just cheap that they're they're throwing in exactly what they think people want to see which is obi-wan and and darth vader right well not giving you obi-wan and luke (laughs) correct that makes no sense to me very strange in three episodes we've seen nothing of luke why is it just because the they don't think they could get the actor at that age or do you think that was because the the actual continuity won't line up the way they want it to well, you're going to run into the same problems where, you know, Leia wasn't really supposed to have met Obi-Wan, but they've kind of gone around that a little bit. There's yeah. more wiggle room there. But it's the same case with Luke where he knows that Ben exists and knows a little bit about him, but hasn't really met him in any real capacity. Yeah. Has so, there, sorry to interrupt. No, you're good. What, what has this show added to the lore that was, like, worthwhile? In my mind, not a whole lot. I think it's meant to give more context to letting people see Obi-Wan struggle with his failure with Anakin, letting us see a little bit of the backstory of Leia and her upbringing. But as far as actual, because we, we know the outcome of this, right? Yeah. We watched right. Star Wars A New Hope. Yep. So there's not a whole lot that's going to be added in that department. I think the biggest failure of this show is pacing. Uh, beyond, as somebody who's not, uh, uh, you know, super attached to the lore, the pacing of the show is just so plotting that I can't find myself excited about it. By the time we got to Vader at the end of last episode, I was already checked out mentally. So I think that, that it's more an issue with, uh, which is interesting because Deborah Chow did some good work on The Mandalorian. So I'm, I'm actually kind did, of in. Yeah, did The Mandalorian get a lot right that the show is getting wrong? Uh, th- I mean, the ma- I, I don't. Do, do I remember I think it had a far a, more a popular better. reception. Yeah, I think the pacing is a lot better um i think the fact that they took it a little bit away from the mainline star wars and that 
there's connections to characters we know about and stories we know about, but it's not the focus, so they can mm -hmm. tell their own story. Also, there's less connection to, to famous characters, so people don't feel as much. Like, I think a lot of the disdain people have is just that they feel it's messing with the actual source material, whereas in The Mandalorian, it's there, but it's still uh, a new character, right? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and then uh, the other one, it was interesting, it was higher amongst women than men, uh, rated an 8.6 among women. The I, I don't know if they meant episode three. If they mean mm. the series in general. So men ranked it roughly a 7.8, uh, and even that seems high to me. And I'm trying to be charitable to the show because it's like I, I'm giving it a chance. Like I didn't watch Book of Boba Fett. I didn't care about Book, Book of yeah. Boba Fett. I've seen The Mandalorian. I didn't see. Uh, I haven't watched Clone Wars. I saw Rebels. Uh, however long time ago and remember almost nothing of it it's like one of those things where i feel like i should care about it but i don't <laughs> like and <laughs> there, i don't well, know if that's just a matter so of taste much, there's so much star wars content now yeah. it's like they're just pumping out show yeah. after show and it's it's also interesting it's hard to keep up it's also interesting that they're moving away from movies and focused far more on television well so that's the point i, I we didn't talk about this in the reviews actually but this obi-wan kenobi series was originally meant to be a film in the same way that they did the Rogue One and Solo, yeah. but because of how badly Solo bombed, I think that's what caused them to change these. They had plans for the Kenobi movie. I think there was going to... Boba Fett was originally going to yep. be a movie, and so now we have these more dragged-out shows instead, which maybe wasn't the right decision. Yep. I, I think that that's what's happening to the series. It's just too much content. They, they're getting flooded with it. I remember, like, as the first Star Wars movie outside of, like, episode four that I saw were, were the remakes or whatever, the re-whatever, Jar Jar Binks. And I was nine, and you had to wait like four years in between the films or something. So Thank you. if you were a fan, like you would have to just stew and wait and make theories of it. And it was kind of part of the process. Here, it's like there isn't like an hour that there isn't like a new Star Wars movie or character or show or game. It's like it's too much of a good thing. Oversaturation is absolutely yeah. a problem yeah. right now in these industries. Not just for not just for like us, the people who actually enjoy this stuff, but for the people making it. You're no longer doing it because you're inspired. You're doing it because it's like you're literally checking off a list of stuff that has to get done because your gazillion dollar studio said so, which doesn't lend itself to a more creative to the more creative endeavors. And that is so. the problem with mass appeal. Oh and, yeah, and, and that is the the thing that marketers always get wrong. It's like hey. We, we have this product. It's incredibly popular within this demographic, but unpopular within this other. What are we going to do? We're going to take mm -hmm. it from everything that people love from it and make it undistinguishable from anything else, put it out there, and pretend it's a good product. And we're also just supposed to be like, oh, I mean, it's not what I like, but I bought it. And no. Not even so much that we have to, but that when you criticize anything about it, you get immediately called names and told that you're not a real fan because right. you criticize the stuff that they're making, which well, is hilarious who, that you're not allowed to criticize gazillion dollar corporations anymore. Right. Who and by the for? way, if uh -huh. you weren't a fan, you wouldn't be criticizing it because you wouldn't yeah. be invested. Right. Yeah, so. you, like me, like uh, my crew, all my criticisms are very tepid because I'm not uh, a super attached to the source material. So the people who have more intense uh, reactions are going to have more. And, and sometimes I do think they, they come off in ways like where some stuff has to be changed just by virtue of the, the, the way that they're, these things are plotted out and there's things they can't, they just can't physically do or can't get away. Like a lot of the CGI problems, uh, I, I just, the budget's not there for a, a television version. It's not going to look like the movies. It's just not. Uh, but for the most part, the critiques that have to do with story or lore or canon, you you should try to stay as accurate as possible. But it seems like they just don't even really try anymore. Yeah. And I would much rather they just slow down. If it is a budget problem, slow down and give us 
quality. Like Netflix saying that what they're going to do is focus on making less stuff, but just making it better. Maybe that's what uh, Disney should be looking to do anyways. I would agree. So, uh, Mary, there are some super chats in there. Yes. Uh, we're surprisingly close to a crisis party. We right are getting now, very close to a four-person crisis party. <laughs> uh, Clint Torres said, guess what, guess what, guess what, guess what? I'm here. I think he said it in exactly that in exactly that voice too. <laughs> F off. F off. Said shout out to White Girl Summer. I didn't know that White Girl Summer was happening. Uh, apparently, Dane. This is going to make Dane really mad. Dane is now very angry. He's about to storm out of here. Um, I would like to meet with the representatives of White Girl Summer. <clears throat> Maybe we uh, can come to a compromise. That's me. That, that's that's, that's me. her. We'll have deliberations. It too, Mary. <laughs> they will talk about it later. Uh, uh, F off also said, turn up Lydia's microphone. I had to turn the names off because I don't have an Andrew in this scene for OBS. So <laughs> we are off to a fantastic start here today, guys. Um, Clint Torres also said, I, I always confuse Lydia for Matt Walsh at first sight. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Uh, Caper 2X said, orange juice for the shield maiden. Get well, MM. Do you like it? Was shield maiden the one you liked? Or was shield mail? I did. Don't know if I like that, but you does know, it make you think of like your character in a Dungeons and Dragons something quest? Something like that. Perfect. I don't know. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but you know, thanks for the sentiment. Uh, Waffles Sensei said Obi Wan did not give an ish about Leia in the canon. Why would he not have told Luke about his sister if he cared so much? These people are purposefully obtuse and subversive. I hate these people and what they do. Okay. Subversive Whoa. is the name Amen. of the game. They Amen. they love the idea of subverting expectations because it's... I just see it as uh, artistic vanity. They want to put their own stamp on something that they had no... Pro, they had no, like, part in building the... You know, Star Wars being the juggernaut that it is is not because of them. It's because of George Lucas and the people that helped him. And arguably, I'd say, like... Uh, have you ever heard the people say, like, the reason why the, the prequel trilogy is because... Uh, was so disliked at first is because nobody told George no. Like you need those people to tell the 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 guy in charge no sometimes, so he knows when to rein it in. Like it's those people that ha you know that helped him build the original trilogy uh, and build it into what it is that built it up to be such an incredible uh, you know, incredible thing. But now the people, that, thank that, you. I think that does that. Oh, it's is good. Is that a crisis? Party? It will be very soon. It will be very soon. So it's like those people built it up, but then these people come in at the last minute and make it about them and making it about artistic and uh, vanity, allowing them to change it for the sake of changing it, which is not what anybody wants. They think they know better than you. Right. That's a problem. And there was one more yes. above waffles. Uh, Martha said, I feel like American entertainment is on life support. Nothing is exciting anymore. What are your thoughts that anime is surpassing the industry and why? No way. It's basically like anime is surpassing American entertainment. Why do you think that's happening? I, I don't really know if that is happening. Uh, there, if you look at their sales numbers for is, anime and manga, it absolutely yeah, it is. Yeah, it is definitely increasing but, in popularity. Uh, it, and it's uh, that appeal. And I, I think they will eventually start ruining that they will they will attempt to start trying to ruin that how would that, that even be here. possible it's the, so surface level they will find a way to 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 ruin it because that's what hollywood does uh thankfully i don't like anime so i'm not invested in that never been my biggest like i can watch I, but I, my, I, my friend is really into anime and she says that she watches it because it doesn't have messaging like ex that exactly so they and so, but that's because of where it's being made out of right it's because japan does not deal with the same uh, social issue or is not struggling with the same social issues as a culture as we are here and when they tell that and when Japan gets told that they're doing something wrong they just tell you to F off and do it anyways which is mm -hmm. what we should be learning mm -hmm. to do here. like like every genre there's some gems and there are some turds and give me an example of each 
Okay, so Turds is like pretty much 90% of the catalog. So I, And I don't know how to name them by name. But like really good ones like Full Metal Alchemist is a really good one. I, I personally like Death Note as well. And I think for about for mass appeal, like those two like really were really good for me. Be, well, the reason I'll, I'll give you a reason specifically why I like those, uh, specifically Full Metal Alchemist. I think it had uh, in a, in film, movie, you know, books. It had like one of the most noble pursuits that I've ever heard from any protagonist. Mm-hmm. Um, not to give too many spoilers away, but it's it's like a band of alchemist soldiers, and essentially. The objective of the of the of the group of group of good guys is to court martial themselves for crimes against humanity, for a, essentially like a, a genocide war that they were they got fooled into. So the the whole show is about doing a political coup against like an evil dictator in order to get like to you know get justice for the oh. crimes they committed. Oh. There it is. Delayed reaction. Yeah, uh, yeah. B- Brotherhood uh, bust a cap. Yep. Ah. There it is. At least my at least my gun's working again today. It yeah. wasn't working yesterday. <laughs> Keep so, going. So so that honestly, like, um, you know, uh, there's not really noble people like that in real life that I think that would take that kind of a move. So it's kind of incredible to see. I guess that moral code somewhere. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> but so that's a good example. And <laughs> ah, you're out. Oh no. <laughs> And Death Note uh, is about, like, an interesting moral conundrum about, like, it, it's a kid that he gets the power. Like, it, he can write anyone's name down in a journal and write explicitly how they want them to. And if he, he if they don't write any details, like, they die of a heart attack. So, originally, he uses it to m- murder criminals, essentially. Mm-hmm. And it's the conundrum of, you know, yeah, sure, you're murdering criminals, but... Yeah, is are you are you a good guy? And like yep. he kind of loses his mind yep. with it. So that's an example of a good one. Those are two like yep. I think they're really solid ones. All right, there was uh, there's a couple more there. Yes, Clint Torres made it rain with yes. thunderstorm emoji. He did, and we had our we had a crisis party already. And experience one today. Caper two X said, "Shield maiden, because you stand your ground." <laughs> that she All does. Right, I'll take it. I'll She's take high it. in disagreeableness. That's what, <laughs> that's what she is. Uh, Valerie's twenty six said, "Pumping out the Star Wars content. They did that with the books before Disney bought it. I remember there were about fifteen books per year." Were you a, a fan of the of the literature? I've read a few of them. I never really dove that deep into it. Wasn't but there good. were a lot of books? Yeah, yeah. So, oh, there that's was a little bit less like assaulting than than all of these TV shows. It is, and it's not like it's... With the shows <laughs> and the movies, it's one studio pretty much that's doing it all. Like, I feel like maybe can, Star Wars is just not supposed to be in a, a format like a TV series. It should only be movies. I do think it works for The Mandalorian, but in general, I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there's something to be said about the spectacle of the films that, that you can't recapture that with the movies and that, or with the TV shows, and that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, f- for stuff like that, more self contained shows, I get the concept of wanting to take something that seems to have this wide ranging universe and tell smaller stories, but maybe that's just not the franchise to do the it. The original with. story so. is one that moves extremely slowly, mm-hmm. so I don't see how you can make it fast paced enough to to put it into a series i think shows work if your writers are good because shows work because you have more time to give characterization to certain people and then you go either a trash attached or distant about them so if you got really good writers they know how to write a character and kind of like take you through is and buts so 
I think a really good story is told. I think right now television is way better than movies. Like I, I can't even tell you the last time I was ex I was excited for a movie. I don't even know. I actually, um, in, in a way, I'm pushing back on that because I just don't like a lot of the TV that's coming out right now. Just doesn't really interest me. But I, I kind of attribute that to the fact that there's just too much. And that's what the next uh, DDP zero seven two seven says. There has not been a proportional increase in quality writers to accompany the increase in media output. And I've I've harped on that uh, a million times that there's just too much content coming out and not enough people I mean, talented at writing these types of projects. We've got people who can't write an email writing right. stories. That is a problem. Like, if you're not basically literate, <laughs> like, how are you going to write a story that's worth anything? That's what I've been thinking about. All right, there's one more in there. Yes, Waffle Sensei said, Dane, stop bringing up my favorite shows or I'll keep super chatting you. Oh, no. <laughs> FMA Please Brotherhood don't. does slap and it really, do it really goes deep into the concept of science and God. All is one and one is all, brother. Word. Word? <laughs> it's a great show. Perfect response. All right, we are going to move on. We are going to talk about... Uh, the, uh, the other day, when we were talking about the end of uh, what felt like the end of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, I was like, you know what? Ezra, What happened to Ezra Miller? It seems like he's just been out of the news. <laughs> then, bam! Literally the day after the verdict, they're like, peekaboo, we've got some Ezra Miller news for you. Yeah. I don't know if that's by design. If these people are like, let's hold off on <laughs> this because it's not going to get the clicks that it would get. But it says, and Ezra Miller as as Ezra Miller's scandals mount, what options does Warner Brothers have for The Flash? So the idea here is basically that there is no option because the movie finished ra the finish the movie wrapped production in 2021. So it's done and in the and yeah. in the box. So the idea is that what do you do? I don't know if that means that they're working on when they say wrapped, I don't know if that means principal photography wrapped and that they still need to do the post production, ADR and all that stuff, but it does, you know, cause problems when he's getting in trouble each and every day, which as we've seen uh seems to be uh, you know, as long as he's in Hawaii, we're in danger. I mean, like people I, are in danger. I was never under the illusion that they were actually going to replace no. him or stop this from from coming out. But it is interesting to hear kind of them talking about it from like people associated with the project so it says at a time when superhero adaptations are largely populated by straight actors uh john barrowman colton haynes tessa thompson off the top of my head are all not straight actors and play superheroes but okay that's if that's the way they, like it they, matters like like exactly like i was like uh, it, it like it matters but it does not so it says uh at a time when uh superhero adaptations are largely populated by straight actors ezra miller who stars in the flash uh, and is non-binary and queer feels like a, ref a refreshingly progressive choice to headline a big all audience summer movie there's only one glaring issue Miller can't seem to stay out of trouble. In recent months, the actor has been arrested or taken into custody several times for harassment, disorderly conduct, and a traffic violation. I mean, I, do they really need to bring up the traffic violation? That seems just mean. It's just piling up. There's, yeah, there's, like, give the guy a break for the traffic violation. Uh, uh, give them a break for the traffic violation. Around the same time, <laughs> the, the uh. two Hawaii residents filed a, a temporary restraining order against Miller after they, after they allegedly broke into the couple's bedroom and they tried to steal their passports and wallets. Though the restraining order was later dropped, their continued behavior has been prompted uh, serious unease about the people who have been endangered as well as uh, Miller's own health. That's what I want to talk about. Like, as a big studio, they now have to basically get him. Have you ever seen, like, we were talking about Elvis the other day. They talk a lot about when he performed in, later in life, how it was like they had to basically get him to 
to the arenas or to wherever he performed because he was in such bad shape towards the end that once you're that big of a celebrity, you're a product that has to basically be handled and taken from place to place to be able to do your job. And I feel like for him, he's kind of like that now. When you're attached to such a big project, you're more than just Ezra Miller now. You're helming uh, and responsible for the promotion of a multi-million dollar franchise. And they now just need to get him to the finish line, which is whatever the release date is. They don't care about his health. They don't care about his mental state or, or their well-being. They care about the fact that... Ezra Miller will make them money if they manage to do that right. And that's what they talk about. Basically, the idea is that this movie, thank you, this movie cost too much to make that they cannot make their money back on it without theater release, meaning they can't release this. They couldn't dump this to streaming uh, mm -hmm. and make up the cost. And I do believe that uh, uh, they talked about that it's too late to replace him. And I do believe that if this was any earlier, they would have tried to because David Zaslav, who just took over uh, at Warner Discovery, is not messing around and will cut and... Uh, He's been cutting departments, cutting executives, cutting projects left and right. I think if he could get away with getting rid of Miller for the, an actor who's going to bring less trouble to the process, he absolutely would have, but you can't do that now. I, it seems like they've been delaying the release of this movie for so long now. Announced in like 2014. And I would love to hear from no Dane, way. like... Yeah, I want to hear from Dane what his perspective on this is, like, from a marketing point of view. Like, wouldn't it be better for them to just go ahead and release it and not have all this anticipation and more time for mishaps to pile up with this person? Is it seriously from 2014? Well, that, I mean, it's yeah. gone. It, it didn't get it didn't get filmed in 2014. It went through like extensive rewrites, just like Halo, just like everything else from that point on. But uh, there is such a thing as like the movies can't sit on the shelf forever. The more time it spends done and not released, it's burning money because you have to start re-advertising the, the later things Dude. that Miller can do yeah. to make them look bad. Here's my perception of this. So there's a bunch of superheroes out in the world. Uh, I don't think Flash is in anyone's top five. I disagree with that. Okay, well. It's uh, probably I, my brother's top five. Well, this is the first I've heard, you okay. know? <laughs> and, like, I have hella dork friends. <laughs> and it's just... Who, would you put, who, who do you think the top five would be? Batman, Batman Superman, Superman um, Spider-Man, Wonder Woman... And uh, the Green Green Lantern, Green Lantern. Okay, uh, they've they've put more time behind the Flash though. Whether because they haven't used the Green Lantern in any of the recent movies outside of the Ryan Reynolds one from like 2011, which we shan't speak of, uh, or the fact that they did. There's nine seasons of the Flash on TV that. To be fair, was good in the first couple of seasons and then went really far downhill. But that character is still very highly sought after. But my thing, I mean, X Men, if you count them as one, like yeah. the whole ones, we'll, it would we'll be like mean. Batman, Superman, X Men. Thank you. And <laughs> thank you. And and everyone that one was pretty violent display of money. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone else, it's like so. I don't really know who's like dying for a Flash movie. I don't know what's going on with this kid. He's having like an Amanda Bynes level freak out every three, three seconds. The, there's the him choking, choke slamming the woman in Iceland. There's, he was so casual about yes, it. Yes, if you ever get a chance, go watch the video of him choke slamming the woman in Iceland. It's uh, I love it. He was like, "You want to go?" <laughs> there, there's a there's a. I would say that uh, it is not unfair to say that there's a certain amount of like restraint being shown to like punishing him because of, mm -hmm. I believe that they they believe the studio believes his identity is advantageous to their marketing down the line so they're being lenient with him Literally. in a way 
no one cares. Yeah, I know, but I'm I'm in looking at it from world. from their perspective. They see it as a as a beneficial uh, aspect of their marketing campaign. Wouldn't then they release the movie while his drama's hot? Um, that's, yeah, that's I, what I've been thinking. I I don't th I think they want him to have a, a clean. I think their idea is like hopefully like the have a good year without you know hurting any women in Hawaii and we'll be fine uh, and then we can release it. You're asking I, too much. I, yes, he's a, if you're a woman in Hawaii and Ezra Miller's around, just run. just kind of run the opposite way. You should be you should be all right. So uh, they talk about now. This is the interesting part: is it's saying test screenings for the film have been extraordinarily positive. So they're doing test screenings right now, which means special effects must be, if not finished, uh, nearing completion. And it says, uh, barring unforeseen development, sources say Warner Brothers is barreling ahead with the intention to give the superhero film the full blockbuster treatment. The, fa the Flash simply costs too much to scrap the project entirely, and it will likely not generate the revenues needed to turn Thank a profit you. without playing in theaters. Uh, and then they, they say the report about test screenings for The Flash comes a few weeks uh, after its star Ezra Miller was arrested in Hawaii on multiple occasions. Uh, and they just talk about the, that according to the reports, the film has been extraordinarily well received. I want to pull back to like when they did the same thing when Batman vs. Superman uh, got was being produced. And they said that the Warner Brothers executives gave the movie a standing ovation. Uh, I don't know if what they showed them was like the three-hour Snyder cut of uh, the Ultimate Edition of that movie. But the studio release of that film was obviously not very good. And me and Dane can at least agree on that. Even if we disagree on Ben Affleck's competence as Batman. With me saying that Ben Affleck was just fine as Batman and Dane being utterly horrified uh, by that. Imagine having that point of view. Yes, imagine that. <laughs> he doesn't have to. Guys, imagine. let us know who's right. It's like, do you think Ben Affleck? Well, it's is my a great show, Batman? so I'm right either way. No, so. I mean, let the <laughs> audience decide. Nope. Yeah, I'm sorry, audience. I, One I, for yep. Brett, two for Dane. No. Yes. Okay, then the idea is like we're not comparing him to other Batmans. We're just saying on his own as a performance. Because usually when people make these arguments, they say, well, he's not good compared to Christian Bale. Uh, a lot goes into making these movies that goes beyond just their portrayal. The director that, direct, that uh, helps you create your performance, how the film is edited, the story involved. I think that he did a... If I'm looking at the character of Bruce Wayne in Batman, I enjoyed his performance. I'm right. You're wrong. That's fine. <laughs> we're, we're good. We're good. There were some super chats in there, but I Dan, yeah. take Dane's face as a sign of bread is right. And he just, he agrees with me. <laughs> he just doesn't want to say so. What do you say to that? You know? uh, <laughs> Caleb Sherd said my top anime, my hero academia, one piece, Naruto, fairy tale, rising of a shield hero, classroom of the elite. There's no punctuation in this, whatever. Uh, Fate zero dragon ball. That time I got reincarnated as a slime <laughs> overlord, demon slayer, Dr. Stone. Perfect. Naruto's good. I, I need some commas in there because I'm not familiar with yeah. these titles. But Naruto's good. Like, truly, it's like a, it's like a time piece <sighs> Thank you. about, like, gener like, generations of people that you get to meet and you get to see them, like, fall in love, have kids, and send their, like, children to war. It's pretty brutal, honestly. You just, I, I that's, it's, it's interesting because that just is storytelling you're not going to see in, in our films now. Right. Mm -hmm. th that's what shows can do. Yep. Okay. Uh, there's some more. Uh, well, this isn't a super chat, but someone said, bruh, people still like DC. I'm asking the same thing about Marvel. So. Yep. Yeah. Uh, do I, do I like the films? No, trash. but I, I was a fan of Peacemaker. I was a very big fan of James Gunn's, uh, rendition of the Suicide Squad. If anybody has not seen that and you, uh, want to wash out the taste of the awful David Ayer version that, 
to be fair, was not ruined by him, but was ruined by the studio, just like all the other movies from the Walter Hamada era. Uh, go and watch uh, The Suicide Squad 2021 on HBO Max if you have it. Dane was freaking out earlier because I said that Jared Leto's performance as the Joker wasn't atrocious. Imagine. <laughs> I actually, I, I mean, for the most part, I, I kind I of agree with you on that, that one. But I, I think a lot of it was, uh, yeah. This is like real diversity yeah. of thought. Maybe they I, just kind of played into the whole like gangster persona thing. Yeah, too yeah. Much. It was it was far more. It was a lot different than uh, the other yeah. iterations. Uh-huh. I would love to see them uh, try to do a on screen rendition of the Three Jokers story, uh, the Three Jokers comic, but that would be uh, very hard for them to do. I don't remember that one. Uh, Waffles since I said the Flash is the number one most powerful superhero <laughs> in any universe. Also one. The only true lawful good aligned characters. Miller <laughs> is the opposite of all of this. He's kind of right. It, it is really interesting given the what <laughs> Barry, chaotic, how Barry usual. Allen is as a person, and then the character, and then the not just the the character of Barry Allen, but the the character of the Flash the way it's portrayed. Ezra Miller is almost the entire is entirely the opposite. That's why I think you like Ben Affleck because he is like a superstar, good looking millionaire that's kind of somber, and you're like, hello, just like Batman. And then he gets to the role and does like a poop sandwich. Can you tell me what you didn't like about it? Sure. Um, I think bat- the thing about Batman is he is both incredibly capable of doing everything, yet nothing goes his way. Like he's a guy that overly prepares, overly gets ready. Over- Thank you. Overly like does like incredible feats. Mm-hmm. And yet like he can't hold on to love because like everything he touches dies. Like, he, he doesn't have what he wants, and he's constantly, like, split between his, like, two personalities. And with... They with didn't have the time to explore those stories. It was never a solo movie. It was a bunch of stories about the Justice League and him and Superman. I know, They but, weren't able to flesh that out in there. But, that's not to his performance. But that's what... Well, my thing to his performance is, like, there's no distinction between Bruce Wayne and Batman. Like, he's always just the both of them. I think Robert Pattinson is a bigger infringement on that idea than... than uh, ben Affleck is Robert I've, Pattinson, and, and uh, as Bruce Wayne is no different than his Batman. I've yet to see it, but like I want to see it. I, I like the, uh, the at least the film noir angle more, and also like Ben Affleck had to compete with other people in his movies, so that may be unfair. I I, I still think you're wrong, but we're, th- I, that's I, the beauty of what we're doing here. We are we are allowed to disagree with one another, <laughs> and it's okay. Caper Two X said, "Ezra needs a seventy-two hour psych hold and evaluation." For real, like, I'm not. Su- I'm surprised that hasn't happened already. Um, that, that I mean, it might have. We don't know the extent of of this yeah. it happened. So. Like, haha! But really, you yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, Flash is my uh, waffle sensei said. Flash is my favorite Dave. This is why we are <laughs> oh, arch enemies. Shots fired. I mean, right you there. like waffles more this than pancakes, so who cares about your opinion? You know, waffles <laughs> are objectively better than pancakes. I'm sorry. Oh my god! French you, toast. You'll never be able to take that back. French <laughs> I'm toast. I'm not going to. Good. Waffles. No, French toast is better than the yeah, both of them. Number one. Mm-hmm. It's French Absolutely. toast, then waffles, then pancakes. Oh exactly. That's the, just the objective truth. Whatever. <sighs> Caleb Shirt said, "The Flash has always been my favorite superhero since I was seven. I've always wanted a Flash movie." There, there you go. See, you got proven wrong. See, I'm surprised Once by again. this. I feel like I haven't heard right. anything about the Flash in. That's what I'm saying. Decades. Like two anecdotal people on the internet. Yeah. I mean, I'm not at all involved in superhero stuff, but... Well, just the fact that they're making it seems to be evidence to the contrary, my friend. I mean, his name is Waffle Sensei. Waffles is the man. He's the man. Okay, there's one more there. Yeah, Caper2x said, make mine Marvel, Mary. (laughs) I I don't understand. 
I can't tell if it's if she's making uh, if they're making a, a reference to make mine a milk uh, make mine a milkshake, which is a, a controversial incident in the comic book industry with Heather Antos. But that's uh, I, I'm not sure if that's what that was. Hmm. Uh, so basically, the idea here is uh, why why the release of Ezra Miller's The Flash at the heart is the heart of the DC future for Warner Brothers uh, for the DCEU slate. Uh, and I just don't think they need to do that. I think what they need to do is focus on Aquaman because Jason Momoa is a proven commodity. Uh, get Amelia <laughs> Clark in there to play Mara or hire Johnny Depp and make it super meta and have Captain Jack Sparrow show up it's in the movie. It's so obvious. They're both on water. That's, we, we need to do it. We, we, we need to do that. So I just, uh, I don't know if he's going to be able to keep himself out of trouble long enough to do that. But these articles are kind of just industry people talking about his past actions and the emergency meeting. So it's not like he's re it's not like he's, uh, Ezra's in no. trouble again right now. I just now. wonder, like, what is his daily life like? What Ezra is he Miller? doing? Why is he still in Hawaii? Uh, well, we don't know if he no, still is in Hawaii. Of, none of it makes sense. So Is there an opinion that any of this is fake of, like... It's no, like Mar- I, I don't think his I, is fake. I don't think so either because it's like he's like. If you a watch too the crazy. arrest footage, uh, it's it's real. It's all real. Yeah, he <laughs> seems like really like yep. out there. Well, we'll we'll have to see. I I am. It is it is working though because I'm morbidly curious to see it now to see it, just how different uh, Barry Allen is to Ezra. Yeah, Miller. that's why I'm saying people want to watch Aquaman two to see, and they shouldn't have cut Amber Heard's part because people want to see her play someone. Well, they didn't pleasant. cut her because of that. <laughs> they cut her because they're saying that she just didn't have it with. Yeah, Momoa. but so. I feel like it is undeniably related to the trial. Well, well, uh, I, th- I mean, who was it? Was it Walter Hamada who said that that was a, that that was a studio exe- decision and that was done in the first one, it, like that they noticed it in the first one. They had to edit around their lack of chemistry, so in the second one they just cut some of the scenes because they just didn't think she could uh, she could pull those scenes off with him. I mean, that doesn't really make sense for cutting her action scene at the end, which is what they were saying that she had like a big action scene towards mm-hmm. the end of the fir- of the new one, uh, and that that got cut. In favor of uh, keeping her in like a hospital or something, I could be misremembering that, but we'll see that th- how that goes when that one comes out. So, all right. So uh, here's a. I wanted to talk about Harvey Weinstein was recently back in court, and I thought this was a very interesting thing to discuss to discuss because of the Amber Heard trial just coming to an end, and all the articles that were coming out talking about Amber Heard and what they think of as equality and fairness because of uh, her past uh, as a victim of domestic abuse. Uh, her past as an actual abuser, and now what this says about Harvey Weinstein and how he led off the entire movement that kind of made her article possible, right? Her article came out at the height of Me Too, which was instigated by... Well, I thought the height of Me Too was in 2017, uh, right? I, I mean, I would have thought of 2018 as more the... I could be mm, wrong about am that. Am I wrong? I thought it was sort of more then, in the aftermath of it. Then either way, it's a pro- it's a product of that movement her her writing that article her coming out for domestic violence and stuff like right. that it's uh, i perceived it as like late to the bandwagon okay so it says uh, a new york appeals court has upheld harvey weinstein's conviction on rape and sexual assault oh i did it again Bah, that video is our, word get. our word and our word uh, and and assault rejecting arguments that the trial judge effectively rigged the outcome in favor of the prosecution in the unanimous ruling issued on Thursday a five judge appellate panel found that the judge did not make errors that would warrant overturning the conviction for the 20 year 23 year sentence we reject the defendant's arguments and affirm the conviction in all respects wrote judge Angela Mazzarelli on behalf of the court Alvin Bragg, who was sworn in as Manhattan DA in January, issued a statement thanking the survivors in the case for their remarkable courage and candor. 
We are gratified by today's decision, which upholds a monumental conviction on the charges uh, on the change and change the way that prosecutors and the courts approach complex prosecutions of sexual uh, of sexual assault. And pro- oh, I'm sorry, of sexual predators. I'm like trying to speak around my words here because I'm trying to not get us in trouble. So I apologize for that, guys. Okay. Uh, and also with the Ezra Miller one, I always have trouble because of the language in those in those articles. So my already uh, limited speaking abilities are worse. Weinstein was convicted in February of 2020. He is currently housed at the Twin Towers Correctional Facility in Los Angeles, where he awaits trial on 11 additional crimes. Whoa. So this is one of those things where a lot of people were, when we look at the, uh, for Amber Heard, it says, activists react to Hollywood's silence during, ju- during the Johnny Depp trial. Where are you and why are you not supporting Amber Heard? Do you think that there's something to be said about the fact that she lost her verdict and he and his verdict was upheld on the same day that says we're pushing more towards a more equal idea of these concepts of, of violence by men, violence by women, these types of assaults. Do you think that this kind of is a sign that maybe things are changing? I, Can you I, imagine what would have happened if his had been overturned just as she had lost? I am. Yeah. That was, that People would have melted down. It would have been I, insane. I am so uh, confused. Why? They're talking about Hollywood's silence on Amber Heard when this is the most irrelevant to the original issue you yeah. could get. It's just because it's the thing in the news right now that you're you're wondering why aren't you, you know, sending out some tweet that people are going to forget in five minutes about Amber Heard when it has nothing to do with Me Too or abuse. It is something to be said about what uh, what can catch fire. I mean, Me Too started on Twitter, right? As a hashtag. So yeah. it's like any of these ideas, I mean, even the concept of justice, the hashtag justice for Johnny Depp reaching 15 billion impressions online is insane. So these movements can have their own momentum and their own velocity. But I mean, there were people co-opting that even f- yeah. from the very beginning and yeah that's that's to be frowned upon but like i am so disturbed by the compelled speech thing like saying like you have to speak why aren't you speaking on this it's just like we were talking about the other day where uh who who was that like some actress was getting like hate for not speaking on one of these recent shootings candace cameron burr uh or or the the girl from full house she's uh in all the hallmark movies they were mad because she did not speak on the uh the shooting at the at the school because oh my god dude the compelled speech thing is the first thing that gets me about it that's terrifying to me the idea that you're not allowed to just not like something you have to talk about it you you can't you have to either like what they like dislike what they dislike and not only that you have to be vocal about it otherwise you're the bad guy for the case that you're talking about did she have some relevance to that or no is it she's from like that every area. famous person is compelled to make a statement about i believe she's from happens. texas that's so literally that's it, it. That's, that's it, it. like it's well it's beyonce's it. from texas the, the, like well what? she probably said something that's, did that's she a, uh like i doubt it th- but it, th- i mean this goes back to to Thank you. Uh, the, this goes back to the idea of like black squares on Instagram. Like you're no longer allowed to just not have an opinion. You have to both have the right opinion, which they consequently always seem to have 100%. That's an inside joke. It's like, it's funny how these people who always want you to believe what they believe don't realize that they, they actually think that they're right 100% of the time, which nobody in the history of the world has ever been right. I'm pretty when, close. I'd say Mary and <laughs> Dane might think that they've been right 100% of the time in their lives, but you know. That's 98%. Yeah, it's up there. Yeah, <laughs> Mary, you think you've been right? Maybe ninety-eight point five. So, so do you think uh, there's we can get away from this by just not being on Twitter, perhaps? 
I mean, in Hollywood, you're you're kind of going to get confronted with this over and over. Yeah. I ultimately i just think it's a distraction from the actual issue what do you think the actual issue should be in the discussion well i can't exactly get into it on youtube but like me too was obviously derailed and focused on things that it originally was not supposed to be focused on and now we're talking about like why don't you have a hot take on amber heard like it's so far off base it's not even funny. And then, I mean, the compelled speech thing is just one aspect of it. And having a, a hot take on, on Harvey Weinstein would be insane because everyone knows the dude is a creep and a really bad person. But my favorite <laughs> is like, uh, like whenever, whenever Oprah says something uh, that, that's annoying, I just want to show people pictures of her and Har- Harvey Weinstein like being really, really chummy together. You know who's also chummy with him? Who? Take a wild guess. Meryl <laughs> Streep. Perfect. No. Okay. All I'm saying. <laughs> Jason noted. Jason Priestley um, apparently punched him in the face at a party back in the day. Oh my gosh! Who I did? also Jason Priestley. Who is he? Uh, you ever seen? Never mind. It's a deep cut. Nobody's gonna know um, what I'm talking about. Go I on. saw this tweet that that showed uh, Marilyn Manson just standing near Amber Heard at one point. Yep. And he was just looking as as Marilyn Manson looks, which is like kind of disturbed. And they're like, see, he knew the whole time that she was a monster. That, like, that, that, I'm that, s- wait, <laughs> that, that, that Marilyn Manson knew that Amber yeah. Heard was a monster. Now I want to see a picture of him standing next to Harvey Weinstein and Amber Heard and at the same time. And then it was time. also the other side where these articles were saying, like, Johnny Depp is... is Buddies with Marilyn Manson, which means that yeah, uh, that was when I pointed out. I was like, talk about like, guilt by association. Dude. This is what I've learned. <laughs> no one saw the the trial. No one cared to look into it. Everyone just saw the articles that align with their point of view, yep. and they're sticking to it. Yep. And the internet goes on. No, see, for I, I don't know. Day. I don't know if I agree. I think I think one of the reasons that the the anti Amber Heard sentiment that that a lot of people felt that way is because you were actually allowed to watch it live. It's not like uh, Maxwell or something like that where the trial's not televised you were actually now granted it was a, an absolute circus it was a dog and pony show the whole time but they were and Depp's defense was obviously far better Depp's team was far better at their job than Hurd's team was but people made up their mind uh, organically and those people end up making the memes that end up swaying the rest of the public that didn't watch it right but I do think that there was more organic support there at the base level than just people picking a side I mean I was going to say think about any other court case that's had that level of memes come out of it yeah there isn't one not that I can think. Uh, can you imagine what would have happened if, like, uh, how morbid it would have been if, like, the OJ trial was going on oh. now? That would be messed up. It would be it would be a disaster zone of like the worst parts of the internet, uh, trying to make people laugh, saying really vile stuff. It would have been funny to see memes about if the glove don't fit. Yeah, well, I was gonna say like it, even that statement like rings today that everyone even like there's I guarantee you there's people who have heard that have no clue what it's in reference to. Like even if it yeah. wasn't a meme, it's still like. Memetic energy yeah. controls people's opinions about things. That's they say like uh, Dave Chappelle was as successful as he was because he was memes before memes existed. Like you didn't before people knew how to make memes, they just shouted Chappelle quotes back and forth to each other. Mm-hmm. Charlie Murphy, yes, yes, all that. So uh, this is one of those things where I just I was kind of fascinated because I was worried that if they had turned overturned Harvey Weinstein, we probably would have society would have melted down again. I mean, was there any chance? Of no, I don't think so. Any I don't, chance? I don't think no, so. This guy. 
Donzo. Have, have you seen what he looks like now? He's like yeah. he's like in like a wheelchair and he looks like he's on his last it's leg. That spiritual decay setting in. That is He all, is definitely paying for his crimes. That, yeah. No, that is all obviously fake to get gather sympathy after his Obviously, <laughs> you don't think he has walking troubles at all? No, I don't. Or it, or at least like a really bad, bad case of syphilis him? that is like Dang, uh family. No, I don't. That's what I'm saying. Like he's faking it. Like he's like he doesn't but he have physically well, looks unwell in like the photos. He like, has unwell. for the longest. You know, like that's just his face and his body. <laughs> but like this guy doesn't. He's like, oh, I'm just an old man. He's trying to pull a uh, Cosby and be like, I'm just an old man. Get me out of here. Like, also, if, if you see pictures of him when he's in better shape, and then look at an actor named Dominic Lombardozzi. That's who's going to end up playing him when they make the really bad movie about. Uh, uh, about his uh, crimes, that's that's what they need to do. So I, I just, uh, you, where do you think the conversation goes from here? Then does Harvey Weinstein enter into the conversation and say, "Look, justice was upheld here," and other people believe that justice was upheld with the Heard verdict? Because what was the headline the other day? It's like they they both defamed each other because the articles mm-hmm. are like softening it and saying like that it's not that he won, it's that they both won. I mean, one person won on pretty much every count. Yep. So. A little difference. I don't but, even feel good comparing these two cases. Like they seem. They're like not at all. I'm very, no. I'm comparing different. them because uh, Me Too came out of his yeah, his actions yeah. and having his case connected uh, or going up for appeal at the same time that her article was being uh, taken to court. Here just rang like it's all part of the same Hollywood cesspool that uh, has caused so much, as Mary would say, moral decay. Right? Or, yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, uh, and and that's going on. So I, I just thought it interesting that they happened at the same time. I guess. I mean, the nerve of this man to like even go for an appeal, like just like stay quiet and be a troll in your cave. Per just usual. go live in your in your prison cage. For real. Okay. Super chats. I think there was at least a couple there. Yeah. F off said, grape and <laughs> a salt. Uh, that's what we need. It's like it's I like, needed to pause so I didn't sound the same to the robots. Great job. It's like when you're saying uh, alt right Yahtzee rather than mm. the other word. Of if course, you're trying to of yes. Course. Uh, and then t- Caper2x said chicken soup slash baking fund contribution for Mary. Do you, you do you make chicken soup? I mean, they're saying that because I sound horrible oh, right now. Oh, I sound fine to me. Sound, sound, <laughs> I know. I, I think I sound fine, but yeah. apparently not. Uh, so so uh, I'm going to take that $2 and, and maybe we go buy some soup for her. After okay. This. I'm, not, I'm not making it from scratch. Sorry, I don't have time for that. Panera, uh, noodles and company. W- w- which would you prefer, <laughs> Super Chat? If you think that Panera is a good first date spot, I love that this conversation is still ongoing. Yes, it's, it's it will go on it forever. Dominated a I whole so. show. We did almost so. an entire episode talking about Panera and and, uh, uh, and whether so it's a stupid. it's a first date spot, and it's literally going to live on forever. It's one of those things where like five years from now, none of us are going to be working together. And I'm just going to send noodles you guys pictures of Panera. And noodles and company. <laughs> okay, so these aren't super chats, but I'm gonna read them anyway. Chris, Christopher Poole says 461 till the party. Hmm? And Grandmaster Keyline Pancake says bread is the Meryl Streep of the Timcast Cinematic Universe. Oh, what? <laughs> is boycotting. That to be an insult? <laughs> I mean, you tell me. Dane, I don't understand your hate for Meryl Streep. She's Attica. I'm done. We're done. We need to do this again. Okay. So she is America's most overrated anything. Anything? Like literally anything. At least you didn't say it was Tom Hanks. Most That's o- good. Over, most overrated woman. Most overrated Whoa. actress. Most 
overrated like pile of cells performing functions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meryl Streep is just Meryl Streep in every role. It was kind of my issue with Johnny Depp as well. Like every movie Johnny Depp is in, it's like, ugh, ugh, I'm handsome and women want to sleep with me. Oh my god! And Meryl Streep is like, I have personality. And it's like, get, get lost. Could be worse. Could be Susan Sarandon. Susan Sarandon is a golden. It was, fine a god it was a joke. It was a joke. It was a joke. Smoke show even. Uh, I'd have to Google her. I mean, she's pretty old now. <laughs> now I feel bad. Yeah, uh, Bread is ages. I am yes, I am. I am very ages. So, all right, we are going to move on. We're going to do podluck here. We are going to talk about uh, a meme campaign that I didn't even know was going on. That apparently everyone knew was going on, I but me. Either. I didn't I, You didn't I guess know. We're just losers who were left out. Somehow, like, uh, or maybe I saw the memes, and just because it's been so long since Morbius came out, I just didn't <laughs> look at them. Like, I, I was like, why are these still showing up here? So it says Morbius returning to theaters following social media meme campaign. It says, Sony's Morbius movie is returning to theaters. Uh, Comicbook.com can confirm. New showtimes for the film will begin on June 3rd, so today. Uh, Did anybody, can anybody, did you guys see these memes? Either of you see these memes? I thought you mentioned it. No, I don't think I I never saw it. I found out what Mary told me today. Okay. Thank thank you. you. Uh, I mean, I didn't even know that anyone liked Morbius that much. Not a character that I was super familiar. Like they're getting to like like these characters are now they're getting into such deep cuts uh, with the like because they've used up all their major heroes and. Uh, yeah. Well, so, sorry, not just the character, but the, this movie. I didn't know people even liked it that much, and I feel like if Shane Cashman were here, he'd be pointing out the obvious, which is that this is a coordinated media effort, like dead internet bot farm. Does anybody, I, did we mention on air yesterday about the, when fast nine came out and that all the memes were about Dominic Toretto and family. Uh, it was like, it, you, you saw so many of them. It's like, it's like, it's like Lord Voldemort trying to kill Harry Potter. And then like, and then it's just Dominic Toretto. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, and then Dominic Toretto was like, <laughs> crisis, party. <laughs> crisis party. I love that sound. <laughs> How much do you like it? So much. Okay. Uh, so the Dominic Toretto thing. You remember that one, right? Oh the, yeah, the meme, family. It was like, family. It was, like, it was for Fam- every. It was they took every like major like pop culture like property and somehow made it about Dominic Toretto and family. Dude, like the goal of the internet is to ruin everything at record time. Yeah. So if a meme gives like a moderate amount of hahas, like the internet is just gonna run it by the ground on your face and make you get sick of it within a minute. None of these memes are funny. Like I don't get, I don't get the Morbin time meme. Does anybody in the chat understand it? Like that's, I, I oh, literally feel uh, like, a, I feel like, a, I mean, it's, I know Power, like Rangers Power Rangers was Morphin morph time. That's, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't get the, the like I, I feel like it's a very like big boomer right now. You change the word and it makes you funny, haha. That I guess, like that's, I feel very, I feel that's very why I'm boomer right this now. Is dead internet bot farm. Uh, so the the th- and what maybe we'll see. Like we should go tonight. Actually, that'd be. There it is. Thank uh, you. We should go and, and see the movie tonight. Just well, to I can't. Oh, yeah. If I weren't leaving right after the show, but I would. We should go see it and then review it and pretend like it just came out. That would actually be really funny. <laughs> like, and just release it and be like, we just went out of the theater. Don't it was fantastic. It. I think it's the internet flexing its power again. You know? Yeah, no, it's what I'm saying. Like, it's the power of social media. Uh, so it says... Um, <laughs> what? What's going on? No, it's just a comment that's really funny. I can't read it. <laughs> Very bad. So it only made $73 million domestic and only $163 million worldwide, which is not a lot, especially when you consider how many times this movie got... Uh, they kept trying... It's kind of like The Flash, 
Like, they kept trying to get this movie released and kept getting delayed, delayed, and pushed back. I am, however, excited to see the Craven the Hunter movie that's going to come out of this, which I think will be very good. It says, the, the film is directed by Daniel Espinosa and stars Matt Smith. Uh, Matt Smith, literally, he didn't know what his character's name was. That's how bad the production of this movie was. Like, he's like, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know the name of my character. Uh, that's incredible. It says, I mean, it's kind of like a chicken or egg there. You know, the physical informs the mental, and the mental informs the physical. And this was just a perfect opportunity for me to not only... Uh, you know, I got a chance to bring the character to the big screen for the first time, Leto said. Leto said that this was, like, the easiest role for him to do because it was the closest to his personality, and he's famous for his, like, really, uh, like, cringe, like, Edgy. method method acting. Yeah. Like, sorry, but putting, uh, putting like, uh, uh, used condoms in the mail and giving them to your co-stars is Dead not method animals. acting. It's just being a, a, what? a, an a, an, an, a jerk. It's, it's all it you is. You didn't know that? Oh yeah, look up the stuff that he did like when he was like making his role as the Joker, trying to like make him out to be this like. Oh yeah, this guy. Like it was like to Margot Robbie or something. Yeah, like like he was torturing his his uh, <laughs> he was torturing his um what a his, loser. his castmates for the for the fun to claim that he's like a tortured artist. <laughs> I'm a Joker. <laughs> <laughs> I I agree with you on that. We may disagree on on Batman, but I agree with you. Uh, you agree on, on a lot, honestly. You're just uh, it's just when you're wrong about Batman that we get in, in I don't, trouble. I don't know of our storied friendship how Ben Affleck would be the dividing thing. <laughs> like, truly. Haven't you seen Argo or The Town or Goodwill Hunting? Those are fantastic movies. But Batman isn't. Yeah, I didn't say the movie was good. I said him in the in the role was good. Okay. I, I can't. You know. When, when you're wrong, it is hard to articulate a response. Because <laughs> you're like, the movie sucks. It's terrible, but he was great. Like, I don't... I, how? I don't he think... He drove that, half the narrative. Uh, I think more than that, actually. I think That's what I'm saying. Uh, but I don't, think that the, I don't think that the Ultimate Edition is horrible. I think the theater uh, version is horrible. Well, that's the one I saw. Yes. So, uh, so, so I don't think we're going to end up going to see this, but all these memes are just not funny to me. And it says it a lot. It says the film also continues to have a passionate Discord community and even has even made headlines after a fan repeatedly streamed it on Twitch in its entirety. So he'd show it and then just start it over again. <laughs> and that's the kind of cult of personality type uh, energy you want around these things if you're going to get stuff remade. They did the same thing with the Justice League when the, all of the fans of Zack Snyder's work rallied around it to get his version of the movie made, uh, which ended up being four and a half hours long on uh, HBO Max and quite a bit better than the, the horrible uh, Joss Whedon version of the Justice League that came out in theaters. Another example of a studio ruining a performance. Is it worth watching the, the first one just to get like context of how much better it is than the second one? Or is the second one like a standalone piece? Um, that's actually a really interesting question. I, I think that it would probably behoove you to see the, the horrible studio version first and then watch it. The, because the extended one's better watched in increments as like a TV show type thing because it's, it's done in chunks of like an hour and 10 minutes each, four different parts or something like that. Mm. So I think if you watch the studio cut and you see just, it's not just um, what gets cut out of it or what gets added. It's the change in the color, in the, in the way that the color correction is done. Uh, it's the design of the characters that are of the CGI characters. It's very, very different in tone. Now, Snyder does have the tendency to like, he, he will show a scene that takes four minutes that you could cut down to two because he has to show you a minute of a guy walking uh, that's beautifully shot, which doesn't need to be there. But if you're going to go all out for like a, an extra edition of a movie, I don't have a problem with that. But it probably wouldn't have worked at the like in the theaters to, to show a four-hour movie like that. So he does get gratuitous with a lot of the stuff that he does. But I still think it, it 
makes a point that it's still better than the cut down garbage that the studio released. So, but you're saying like, qu- like quality period, it's better. Like yes, like even the editing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, like I said, the, like if you go into it knowing that you're going to watch a four hour piece and you can take breaks in between and you don't have to watch it all at once, yes, it's but it's completely different. It's not really a movie. It's like a it's like small movies put together. Hmm. So, I I do think it's worth watching. Uh, there's some super chats in there. Let's do that before we go on to the. The next sure. topic. Caper2x said, Sir Brett, Master of Angst in action. <laughs> that is me. You are you do take issue with that, don't you? No, no, I'm fine with that today. Uh, Newt said, get some noodles. Oh, thank you. Thank you. We'll split him. Clintoras <laughs> said, met a first date at Panera with the lady from Boston. I'm still not sure if it was her being from <laughs> Boston or her choosing Panera that was the reason why it didn't work out. Mm, Should have went to Noodles and Company. Yeah. I mean, that's all I'm saying. I think Panera is great, so that's my opinion. <laughs> Not a first date spot, though. Panera is overrated. I'm saying it. Panera is better than. Damn it, Matt company, Walsh. Though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, they're gonna tear you apart now. I welcome it. Clint Torres said, "I liked uh, Affleck <laughs> in Goodwill Hunting because I feel he played his most authentic self." Absolutely. Ben Affleck. Uh, I mean, Affleck. have you seen Dogma? Mm-hmm. Oh that, yeah, that's well, his like chat that's, role for that's sure. Him, that's him at his at his peak. Well, I guess yeah. not his peak, but like that's him at like. Uh, uh, but he's also more of a director now. Like he he he's do, he's doing more directing than he is acting because he did uh, what is it like uh, We Own the Night and uh, the Accountant, which the Accountant wasn't a good movie, but it's, I, I like it anyway. So it's a it's a guilty pleasure of mine. But uh, I I do think that he is a a good actor. And Dane is wrong about Batman. I could be hey I could be wrong, maybe. Sort of. Probably not. Possibly, probably. Poss- probably not. But exactly like, what's happening. Someone said Panera <laughs> is trash. That's Oof, literally just yikes. not Ouch. true. It's a good do you want to talk about, uh, about Mad Max? Sure, let's do it. Do you want to lead this one? Because uh, I, ori- I have not seen it in a very long time. Sure. Um, so we got, some new, we got some news about uh, the prequel to Mad Max Fury Road being filming now. Um, so Mad Max Fury Road came out in I think 2015. Was 2015. It? Yeah, it's been a while. One of my favorite films. In will the, the last will decade, the will honestly. the prequel not have uh, Hardy? Um, so let me let me well, let's get there. Uh, the highly anticipated Furiosa, a spinoff from Mad Max Fury Road, has started filming. Chris Hemsworth, one of the film stars, shared a post via social media saying, "A new journey in the Mad Max saga begins." Anya Taylor Joy stars alongside him, so she's playing. Imperial, That's good. Imperial Anya Taylor Joy is fantastic. She's. It seems like she's in everything. Like she's that. a very. She, she's she's kind of going through like her own version of like what Emily Blunt did in like 2015 when she was getting started getting a lot of roles all at once. So, uh, yeah, Anya Taylor Joy is great. Like Anya Taylor Joy and Margot Robbie are literally in everything. Yeah, Margot Robbie is like. Uh, I, I was looking at. I think it was pictures of Marilyn Monroe. Uh, and I was like, Margot Robbie is literally the quintessential, like, every beautiful Hollywood blonde woman. Does that make sense? Like, she is the cutout of what you expect beautiful, like, a beautiful woman in Hollywood to look like. Yeah, I like that classic look. There's a class, yeah, that's, that's, that's just it. the best way to classify it. It's like, it, there's a classic sense of beauty. But to- Anya Taylor-Joy is, like, weird looking, which I like better. Anne, Hath- <laughs> Anne Hathaway is that for me. Oh, yeah, Anne Hathaway. What did you think about her as Catwoman? Like six, six out of ten. <laughs> Never mind, I guess. Six. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if the, it's the role she was made out for. That was not the best of the of those movies. Anyways. To be Catwoman, you gotta be like a little sassy. Yeah, she wasn't very. She's kind of like frigid and and standoffish in a way, in a weird way. <laughs> yeah. All right, keep going. 
So Mill calls the sequel a saga, which will unspool over a 15-year period. Um, the Mad Max Fury Road takes place over three days, so it's a very different feel for a movie. It seems yep. that we're going to get. Um, George Miller is set to direct, co-write, and produce Furiosa along with his life- longtime producing partner, Doug Mitchell. Uh, someone is saying they can't hear Andrew. Yep. Well, people have been saying that. Go ahead. I will try to speak Okay. okay. That's okay. louder. Way better. I'll just shove the mic in my yep. face. It's okay. all good. Um, you have to be loud like me. Loud and annoying. Ah. <laughs> will do. Yeah. Um, so who here has seen Mad Max Fury Road? Long time ago well, when it came okay. out. Um, I mean, I saw the original Mad Max and... She didn't like the original. The original is kind of weird. I mean, so there were three movies in the 70s and 80s. Um, God, I the forget 80s the, were the, awesome. the full titles of honestly. There's uh, Thunderdome, I think, is the second one. I forget the third one. Um, the first one, if you've only seen Mad Max Fury Road and you go into the original Mad Max, you're going to be very, you. very confused Thanks. because it's you, yeah. you, you're expecting this post-apocalyptic wasteland, all this stuff, and it just starts as a dude in Australia. And you're like, wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> like, it doesn't make Everything sense. is normal. What's going on? So... Um, but that kind of leads into the whole uh, apocalypse situation. So what do you think that the prequel will be about? Um, well, presumably we're gonna, just going to get a backstory on Furiosa, which is uh, she's one of the lead characters in Fury Road. Um, one of the things that Mad Max Fury Road doesn't give you a whole lot of is exposition. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see this kind of thematic shift where we might get a lo- uh, more fleshed out backstory and some more information. Do you think that works for the, 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 the series or do you think it would have been better if it was uh, the, similar to how Fury Road was? I really like the way that they handle that in Fury Road, yeah. but we'll see. I mean, I have faith in them because Fury Road took it's a pretty big shift from the original movies in terms of how it feels yep. overall. So, you know, I'm excited to see where it goes. Chris Hemsworth is great. Uh, I don't know if we're going to end up seeing Tom Hardy. Um, I'm not sure either. Um, he's very, very good, though, in Fury Road. He's like, there, there's like some, who was the, the woman that was in that movie with him? That wasn't, uh, was that, oh, who was it? Uh, they're like, they were saying like he was like really unbearable on the set of that movie. On the set of, on the set of News Fury to me. Road. Well, yeah. actually, I guess it wouldn't make sense if he's in this because Furiosa meets him in Fury Road. Exactly. So if this is taking place beforehand, then. Probably not. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, I, we shall go see it when it comes. I mean, it's probably gonna be a while before it, it'll be a it'll be a year at least before it comes out. Yeah. But, but that I'm would very be excited. that would be a fun one to go and review. Absolutely. Okay. There was one more super chat in there. Yeah, Waffles Sensei said off topic, but Dave, how do you feel about this Full Metal take? They're all witches drawing alchemical symbols who think they are scientists, and the answer to beat God's game is to cut off your access to the profaned power. Well, I don't know. I think I had to sit on that. I, I, I like, I kind of like that take because this is going super deep. I kind of like that take because like God in that show is kind of based on the theory that we're all, <coughs> we're all one and we're all made of the same thing. Cause a big, a big theme in that show is like uh, equal exchange. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a hot take, but you know, the, the different people had access to, different people had access, let's say, to the same magic or science or whatever, and they made of it, you know, what they are as individuals. Thus, my, my, my one thing with your theory is, like, you have to, I guess you'd have to define witches and profane to, for me to mm-hmm. fully be on board with it. Has anybody here ever read the books, um, uh, The Dresden Files? No, um, it's a it's a book about a, a wizard uh, for hire in Chicago. There was a TV show about it in like 2007, starring uh, Paul Blackthorne. 
uh, and the books are really, really good. Uh, it would be interesting to see them make that now. Uh, it's not it's not really relevant to just thinking about magic because I was reading. Uh, the, I go through phases where I'll reread them, or in this case, like re-listen to the audiobooks. It'd be because James Mars uh, Marsters reads them, so it's really good. Uh, it'd be very cool to have them try and retake uh, take another shot at the TV show, which only got like twelve episodes. Thank you. Yeah. It's like yours is very mean. Your your ah. it, it's like yeah, it's it's very it's very mean. <laughs> Here's your money. Yep. Um, someone else said this wasn't a super chat, but they said, "Why is no one talking about the creepy groomer Tom Hanks Pinocchio trailer?" We talked about it. I don't know it, if, uh, if it's like creepy and groomer, but well, we did talk about that yesterday. Yeah, we we, we so talked about it, out. and I have no desire to like see Pinocchio. Just like I don't have any desire to see any of like the Disney live action remakes of anything that just doesn't appeal for me when they make bambi it's going to be the end it's going to be absolutely awful when they remake you gotta bambi. rescue your father from the stomach of a whale <laughs> <laughs> all right um, uh there's one more yes clint torres said they auctioned off all the fury road vehicles probably couldn't afford any because i like to make it rain ah this is true <laughs> I, I looked at that auction when it happened because i mean the the cars are so cool. Yeah. They're so cool. But yeah, they were crazy expensive. Well, I'm sure you can imagine. How much? In the hundreds I'm trying to remember. Um, some of them for sure were because um, you look at like the war rig and the, um, I forget what they called it, but the giant amp yeah. machine with the guy with the guitar. I mean, that thing is crazy. I'm surprised big. they haven't remade Escape from LA or Escape from New York yet. That that will probably end up happening too. It'll, more more of, our child, of my childhood ruined. It's going to be awful. And let's finish up with this one. Uh, do you want to read this one, Mary? Kim, uh, the one about Kim Kardashian. I thought this is actually really fascinating. Uh, oh, sorry. When people... Did, um, you got that one? Yes. Okay. Okay. Kim Kardashian says uh, her Met Gala weight cut was no different than Christian Bale's acting transformations. That's a very interesting take. Back when this honest. happened, we, we first talked about the fact that she was wearing a historic dress that Marilyn Monroe wore. And by the way, the stole that she's wearing behind her is to hide the fact that they couldn't close it uh, <laughs> on her back. Uh, so even I didn't then, know that. she well, yeah, she she lost a lot of weight to get into it, but uh, sixteen pounds was right? not still was not enough because she's just not the same built. woman who it was it was built for. Um, and then later we talked about how she was getting backlash online for like promoting disordered eating or something, which it wasn't that, which all she said was that she like did a lot of cardio and like ate chicken and vegetables and stuff like super really basic stuff. If anything, you could get mad because she's had so much surgically altered about her body that she won't admit to. Yep. That's dishonest. Yep. Um, but anyway, she said to me, it was like, okay, Christian Bale can do it for a movie role and that's acceptable. Even Renee Zellweger gained weight for a role. It's all the same to me. Yeah. It's often lauded in, in acting circles. I mean, to, but to, she's not an actress. But, uh, but I'm still saying, but to her, this is a, uh, for a specific event. Uh, I don't, sure. I don't think it's, I mean, it's, it's different. It's she very She should have never been but, in that dress because it's literally a historical artic- artifact. Um, but and it's, damaged it. But it's still the same concept of like, she has to do it for a specific event in Christian Bale's. <laughs> 
uh, uh, reference. It's to a movie that he's going to do. For her, she's like, I have to do this in time so that I can go to this gala. I mean, boxers and MMA fighters cut weight or make weight for different bouts, right? So it's not like that. It's any less different. It's any different, especially given that what she did to lose the weight wasn't at all, from what I saw, unhealthy. It was just uh, she worked really hard and, and changed I her mean, diet. Maybe if she went out there and told everyone to get like liposuction, take a bunch of amphetamines and get some liposuction <laughs> if yeah. you need to make if you need to maybe make weight. Maybe she like maybe she did that stuff and she just won't tell people about it because she knows that that would actually be harmful. But. Um, oh, I don't doubt that the one, like so many, like whenever the, the celebrities come back and they're like, and they were back, at, the movie star was back at work a month later uh, mm-hmm. after having a kid at the same weight they were when they, well, well, before they got pregnant. I'm like, I, I'm sure they did that totally naturally. Right. 110%. <laughs> uh, in an interview with the New York Times, the reality star said of the choice to cut weight, uh, Oh, I said that quote, but she said, uh, I wasn't saying, hey, everyone, why don't you go lose this weight in a short period of time? She said, defending the decision and added, she didn't do anything unhealthy. Oh, another thing that she credited was like submerging herself in a, uh, like a single person sauna, like a, it was sort of like a cylinder that you like submerge yourself in. And oh, to like sweat the weight out? Yeah. She like mm-hmm. lost a ton of uh, water weight before the event too. By doing that, bring I mean, back the Atkins diet. Sixteen pounds in three weeks is not that crazy. Like, no, it's, it's a not. little on the fast end, but that seems pretty normal to me. Especially if you're not planning to keep it off. If it literally is supposed to be temporary, and it's not like right. she's, it's not like she was looking for a quick way out to maintain that weight. She needed to do it by a specific date, and then work. She can go back to her normal weight after. Uh, and I'm sure she has the best dietitians and the best mm-hmm. chefs making the the she's healthiest food. She's not eating food. beyond me, that's and, for sure. Well, we did we ever end up covering that the other day where she's like, I did oh, eat it. We didn't, did we? I don't, I don't. So there was a video of her where she proves that she. No, we did. No, we, we were did. Yeah, about, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like. She had she, a like, spit bucket. She thinks that, that that like her chewing it on camera is proof that she ate it as if there wasn't someone specifically assigned that day to hold a spit bucket for like 17 hours <laughs> every time she needed to like imagine like, that person who has to be there and be uh Kim Kardashian's beyond meat spit bucket that's disgusting probably 50, bucks well. yeah, yeah. 50 bucks yeah. an hour 50 bucks an hour it better be it probably probably wasn't though it probably wasn't um, 50 bucks an hour but yeah, I mean, when I wrote about this originally, my problem with this wasn't that she lost weight or how she did it. It was simply that she was wearing the dress of a woman who was just better than her in every possible way uh, and was naturally beautiful, whereas she's surgically Damn. and digitally altered. Scathing. Tell me how you really feel, though, please. <laughs> <laughs> You don't want that, do you, Dave? <laughs> I, I thought. I mean, I, I, just, I do, but uh, it's a we know. it's a fairly <laughs> apt comparison. Like she just she was looking to lose it for a specific t- bit of time because People it's part are of her job. Ultra sensitive about this stuff these days. I mean, sixteen pounds in two weeks, three weeks. Okay, well, still seems like a lot, but like I mean, she lost a lot of it in the sauna, so it's waterway. She's just gonna drink whatever and get it all back. Yeah. So I guess I mean. It, she's got to do it what UFC fighters do every day. Yeah, exactly. They have to uh, cut weight to make uh, to make their divisions, right? So, so. all right, uh, guys, that was a lot of fun. Thank you. Uh, do you want to? You don't have uh, social media, but you do, do. you want to give him an update on the game? Um, 
there's not a whole lot I will say right now, but um, we do on the Cast Castle vlog channel sometimes show off gameplay from the, the game that I'm working on, so check that out. Or if they don't know what it is, can, you want to tell people what the game is in case they don't Sure. Know. Really quickly, it's a game called Normie Quest. It's a uh, 2D roguelike platformer. Um, we're going to have a lot more information on that in the near future, I think, but right now I'll, I'll leave it at that. All right, and if you're back on I'm going to ask you that intermittently whenever we're here, so if people want an update, they can Sounds get one. Sounds good. Dane, where can they find you? Uh, Dane Fawn at Twitter. By the way, I play Normie Quest, and it's a hoot of fun. Like, <laughs> Me and Dane are a killer team. Yeah. I just want to say that. Like, usually I come down from the show and I sit in Andrew's desk. is like, well, you got to show me. You know, so it's a lot of fun. I've played it too. I'm just really, really bad at it. You beat me that one time. Oh, yeah, that one time. No, two times. One time. It was two times. <laughs> one time. We'll dispute One time? <laughs> two, one? It was definitely two. Yeah, 1.5. We, got, uh, we got a couple of uh, super chats at the oh, end there. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Hava Owen said, as a pro MMA fighter, cutting weight is not fun. Ugh, I can't imagine. Nope. I would never be able to do that. It's pretty base. We got a pro MMA fighter here. Yep. Yeah. Or he's just lying. Um, oh, no. Why do we always think people are lying? <laughs> uh, Nathan Koss said the spit bucket holder <laughs> definitely got minimum <laughs> wage, but the consolation prize was he got to take the bucket <laughs> holder. <laughs> and you could definitely sell that on eBay. Oh, for yeah. Sure. Hey, they were selling uh, the, the bracelets from the Johnny Depp trial are going on eBay uh. for like $850. <laughs> God, we should have. What if we'd gotten one? I, we could be making some money right now. There was probably they were probably like thrown away on the ground too outside of the courtroom. So I bet you could have gotten one and just made a huge profit right wow. now. Would have been freaking great. All right, Mary, where can they find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram and WeChat at Closer Kitty. Whenever I post articles on Timcast.com, I promote them there. Perfect. Guys, you can follow me on Instagram at Brett Dasovic for the show, Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is 12 p.m. Pacific. Have it with a Cali burrito on lunch. Watch the show with us, please. It's a lot of fun. We are also on, uh, what is it? Uh, Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and Pandora. If you would prefer to listen rather than to watch all of this ridiculousness as it happens. Uh, we are on social media as well. We are on Twitter at PopCulture underscore show. We are on Facebook and TikTok at PopCultureCrisis. And we are on Instagram at PopCultureCrisisPod. And we have one more super chat from Hava Owens. Before we go, it says, I promise I have fights online. <laughs> laughing uh he used the laughing while crying face he did not use the crying emoji which mary That's would so constitute boomer. as uh, making him a boomer so uh <laughs> that is everything for this week guys we will be back with another episode on monday we'll see you then guys bye, bye. bye.